Hello and welcome to Bizarre Conspiracies. My name is Eric Patino. And I'm Conrad Toll. Today we're going to be talking about Greek gods and goddesses and, and a little bit of the mythology as well. And I thought it would be a fun topic to cover since uh, me and Conrad have been talking about doing this for a while and <laughs> just never have. But here we are doing it. Yeah, so it's quite when when you think of mythology, especially in in the West, like we are generally when you think of like pagans and all of that, you don't think of Thor and you don't think of uh, Eastern gods or anything like that. What you think of is uh, the the Greek Olympians, right? Right. So, so Zeus would be one of them, obviously. Yeah, I think a good portion of that has to come from the fact that <clears throat> they were the the main gods of the roman empire and you know the roman empire i mean <laughs> is the descendant and not the descendant but the ancestor of modern europe and then uh, the western anglo saxon um today we can all trace our roots back to the our latin roots which have greek gods tied in there so why is it you think that these greek gods were the ones that were picked by the romans I don't know, because they were really cool. <laughs> but it, but it's interesting because we have this, we have tiers of gods, right, throughout history. Um, mm-hmm. And the the Olympians, they, they weren't the first gods. No. Uh, um, actually, from what my research has shown, the first gods were something called the primordial. Uh, have you ever heard of these gods before, Conrad? No, not unless that's another name for Titans. No, these were before the Titans, even. Oh. So let me go ahead and tell you about these. I guess it's a good place to start. So in the history of Greek gods, there's a group of gods that came before all the other ones, before the Olympians, before the, the Titans. These primordial gods are the most conceptual in nature because the first gods to appear in Greek uh, mythology is chaos, who represents the void. He was uh, shortly thereafter... Uh, was joined by Gaia, who uh, is resem- uh, represented uh, as Earth, right? So it's what we know okay. Gaia to be, Earth. Uh-huh. And Chaos would give birth to two children. Nai, which is uh, represents night, and uh, Erebus, e- 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 <laughs> it's so hard to say that one, uh, represents darkness. Now, they, in turn, would give birth to Athir, which is uh, light, and Himera, which is day. And then Gaia would soon give birth to her own primordial children, which is Uranus, is sky, and Pontus, which is sea. Now... And those were the titans, uh, sky and sea. Uh, were they the titans? I don't think... Let me see. Um, they may have been... So when I found the um, w- what I know about Titans is there's it's first generation and second generation Titans, and then there's the Olympians after the, the second generation of Titans. And so I think that maybe some of the what I know as first generation Titans may be on the latter end of what you would call these uh, primordials. Mm. Well, they're they're kind of all related because you, you'll just you'll just see in a minute. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Um, while these are the first gods of mythology are generally agreed upon, they are other. There are others that uh, tend to be lumped in with the primordial gods. The most important of these is probably Tartus. Am I saying that right? Oh. Tar- Tartarus. Tartarus. Yeah, yeah. That's a primordial. It's a primordial. It says 
Tartarus, who is both a primordial god and who would later become known as a uh, prison for monsters. Yeah, pretty much a bottomless pit. Mm -hmm. There are, though, a number of other primordial conceptions that are usually added to this list. A few of them include uh, Aeon, which uh, represents eternity, Moria, which is fate, and uh, am I? I think I'm gonna butcher this name. Kronos, maybe yeah, you not. No, that one's right. That one's right. Kronos uh, for time. So these are the first gods that uh, eventually the Titans battle to replace them. But here's the thing: the primordial gods were never defeated fully. Um, so we all know about the great war between the Titans and the Olympians, right? Well, I, I think that some of us. Don't know about them, but I would say that <laughs> I I know about them. So the, there was a war between the Titans and the Olympians, right? Yeah, and and yeah. Ju- just just to name a few of these Titan gods, there were six elder gods. There was uh, Kronos, Cronus, Cronus, yeah, Cronus. There was oh man, I hate I hate I hate Greek gods. I hate the names. Um, Coas, Keoas. There was. Creos, I swear to God, <laughs> and uh, and uh, Hyperon. So these were the elder gods of uh, of uh, Titans. And let me see. I believe Cronus, Cronus was the father of Zeus, right? Uh, yes. So Cronus is uh, generally. Um considered like the the leader of the the second uh, the leader of the titans that the olympians fought so he was like the the prime evil guy he was like the the leader evil man mm-hmm. I don't know, top top bad guy right right and he had five kids which are zeus hera um Athena. poseidon mm, not the five that i'm thinking of she is one of them but no no athena is the child of zeus oh okay oh okay so uh i think it's uh zeus Ares, right no Ares is i think the son also of zeus really um but chronos had the the five um i don't know important gods oh no you're right the big three which you have Poseidon, which is the god of sea, uh, right. Zeus, which is the, the sky god, and then uh, Hades, which is the god of the underworld. Mm-hmm. And then he had two more, which were uh, Hera and I think it's Diameter. Um, the, she's not as important. <laughs> um, gotcha. Yeah, those, gotcha. those five were his, with Kronos's uh, most important children. I see. This graph that I'm looking at here says that Hesta is also one of them, but um, I don't know. She she wasn't too awfully important in my book either. But well, the the list that I have kind of mixes all the the children of Kronos and Zeus, so that's why I'm just throwing out names. Okay, yeah, Zeus has Eris, Arius, Hephaestus, Phoebe. Phoebe. It's 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 with an H, but it's pronounced Phoebe. Uh huh. Um. Let's see. I think Apollo and was Apollo his? Yeah, Apollo is his kid. Pretty sure. Apollo and his sister. Yeah, that's right. Because like Zeus had all the kids, and he had <laughs> he had the he had the most kids. Yeah, yeah. And he had multiple multiple wives. Um, yes. So yeah, he had. It was Athena, the original Hermes, Genghis Khan. Apollo, Artemis, uh, Dianus, uh, Eris, Hephaestus, Phoebe's. Um, 
and a few others that I don't recognize. Yeah, he had tons of kids. And all of them had different mothers except Apollo and Artemis. They're the only ones who had... No, wait. I take that back. Hera had... He had... See, he married Hera, his sister. And uh-huh. they had lots of kids together. The Disgusting. Most famous, the, the two most famous of them being the god of war and the god of uh, forgery. Those are the only two that are, like really show up a lot because... You know, they're the, they're the ones that actually do things in Greek mythology. The rest of his kids don't do anything. They're just uh, like, hey, dad, hey, kids, dad, look at look at this thing I drew. Hey, dad, 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 dad. <laughs> <laughs> so the other children that he had. Um, well, isn't Athena? there stories of Zeus, like changing his physical appearance upon women and like impregnating them? Yes. Zeus did everything to get kids. <laughs> It's like, hey, I got candy in the back of my truck. When it comes to um, when it comes to Zeus, he has multiple different stories that involve him, you know, where he's like the main character Uh, one of them is unlike the rest. And that's the one where he defeats uh, Kronos and becomes the leader of the Olympians. And all the others are just like each other, where he seduces a woman and has a kid. (laughs) <laughs> right right <laughs> that is uh, yeah that's that's zeus he's um he from my opinion appears to be very stupid <laughs> however i don't think he's so much stupid as he's extremely short-sighted mm. he mm-hmm. he's like okay i have a goal and then he's able to complete the goal very well like he wants to defeat the the titan chronos right easy he can do it. He focuses his mind on it and he gets the job done. He's like, I want to seduce that woman. And he focuses his mind and he gets the job done. He can do it. Whatever he wants to do, he just had a very, very narrow, short-sighted planning. He never like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do this and then this and then this. No, his goal is like, I am going to do one thing at a time. <laughs> and it was usually a woman. Yeah, generally whatever he wanted to do in the moment. Well, you know... With with the with the with the titles that comes with these Greek gods, you know, because a lot of them are associated. Oh, this is the Greek god of thievery and blah blah blah, right? Yeah, I, I'm amazed that Zeus isn't like with like a subtitled uh, tag with like Zeus, the god of women, the god of getting laid, the god of condoms. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, no, he is most certainly not the god of condoms. Well, uh, yeah, absolutely not. Because <laughs> he didn't mind having kids. Because he paid them all, uh, whether or not, because he never paid child support. <laughs> well, the kids it's that only... the kids that he feared, he ate. So okay, yeah, because there was there was one time that um, there was a, a woman, I believe it was Metis is the name. I don't remember if she's a god or not, but it was prophesied to Zeus that mm-hmm. it would be her children that would overthrow him. Mm-hmm. So what he did is he ate her. <laughs> But he still, uh, and then after he ate her, a few years went by or something like that. And then he had a terrible headache. And then he got his son Hephzis to split his skull open to figure out why he had such a bad headache. And then Athena popped out of his head. Uh huh. So I don't, I don't remember if Zeus ever got overthrown, to be honest no, he with you. he never got overthrown. But the, there's a prophecy that he would be overthrown. So is he still technically the god? Um, yeah, in Greek mythology, he's he's number one. Never been thrown out, overthrown. Uh, no, but he there was a few times his wife 
um hera tried to overthrow him once uh as women do uh let's see i i so it's quite interesting not quite interesting it's it's quite alarming <laughs> um no it is interesting though it is interesting though <laughs> um yeah in like in like the train two trains colliding like you see them going uh, down the track at each other and you know they can't stop and you're like ooh, this is fascinating and terrible and totally a train wreck <laughs> <laughs> yeah if they, they could have done a whole jerry springer segment with just the just the olympians just zeus you probably don't know that reference uh yeah i don't <laughs> It's this guy with a with a TV show, and basically it's a bunch of drama. He brings out these guests that um, have relations with several women, and then they do a DNA test, and like, you are the father. Uh. Yeah, some people will get it, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, just a little bit about the Titan Olympian War. So these this war took place in in uh, let's see if I can say this right, the Aussie. The Sally? The Sally. God, I don't know if I'm saying. Oh, uh, who, who are we talking about? The the Titan War. Just oh, where it took place. About Titan. Yeah. Uh, is it T H E A I? It's A. It's T H E S S A L Y. The Theasi. The Sally. Something like that. Um, but it was also oh, called yeah. the the War of the Titans. The Battle of the Titans. Yeah, it's probably easier just to go by that. Yeah, yeah. So th- this war. Uh, these wars were between the Titans and the older gods and the Olympians, the newer generation of gods. Titans ruled Mount Othyris? Othyris? And then the Olympians ruled... Right, Mount Olympus. Olympus. (laughs) Right. This this is the easy one. Uh, The Titans and the Olympians fought to decide who would rule the universe, and in the end, the Olympians were the ones led by Zeus who won who overthrew his father, Cronus. <laughs> but that same battle, right? Um, Cronus first had to overthrow his father, which was Uranus. I have the mind of a 12-year-old, okay? Yeah. No, no, no. And, and so was... and that. I suppose you say Uranus. Uranus. In, which one of them that was it that got chopped up into teeny tiny little pieces and then spread over the place and so that way he couldn't reform poseidon no 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 no. it was either uh uranus or it was Kronos. i'm not sure let me uh, see it might have been both of them the plan worked the and when it? uranus was cast castrated his blood fell to the earth and into the sea from his from this blood several sets of children were born um it could have been uranus I think it might have been Kronos, because like Kronos was then later tossed into uh, the pit, right? I'm not sure about that either, honestly. I didn't really focus too much on the Titan War and the the outcome of it, other than you know Zeus and the Olympians winning. Um, let's see here. Uh, Aphrodite was born from the Uranus blood that fell into the sea. Interesting. Okay. Cronus, with his mother's help, managed to overthrow his father Uranus, but Uranus made a prediction that Cronus would be overthrown by his sons because Cronus was afraid of losing the kingdom. He made the same mistakes his father did and turned into the terrible, angry king and did lots of horrible things to stay in power. He put his brothers back into prison and ate his children just to keep them from overthrowing him. Yeah. But his wife managed to fool Cronus and keep one of his children safe. This child was named Zeus. Yeah. And on the island, Zeus was raised by a goat. 
Okay. A goat? It says Zeus was raised by a goat on an island. explains a lot of things, (laughs) because I... I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I raised goats at one time. Um, and I, can, I don't remember that, but yeah. And I can tell you that um, Zeus acts a lot like a billy goat because uh, goats, um, male goats anyway. Zeus is, um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> they're extremely, extremely focused on trying to impregnate as many female goats as possible. I see. That that is that would explain a lot. That is a characteristic well known about goats. In mm-hmm. fact, there's a lot of Greek words like bromonos, which specifically refer to uh, male goats. Bromonos is the smell of a uh, he goat in um, in uh, mating season. I see. And as a person who ra- ra- <laughs> raised goats, sure. I can tell you the he goat does stink a lot. While he is in rut. <laughs> Interesting. So yeah, the the yeah. So that explains a lot about Zeus. <laughs> well, it goes on and it says, once Zeus grows up, he went to his father's mountain and served him and served him as a what cupbearer. His father did not know that Zeus was his son, a Titan goddess named Methus. Have you ever heard of this one, Methus? Um, helped Zeus fool his father into drinking a mixture of mustard in his wine, thus causing Cronus to feel sick and throwing up all the children that he ate uh, one by one. Once Cronus had expelled all of Zeus's brothers and sisters, he talked them into rebelling against Cronus and overthrowing him. This is what started the the Titan War. Uh Zeus and his brothers and his sisters rebelled against his father Cronus, Zeus set the Cyclops and the, how do you say that? The Catho trees? The Catho trees. What are they? I don't know. Cyclops is a a monster with one eye. Right. Hold on. Um, I'm going to copy, I'm going to copy this and (laughs) send it to you on Discord. I've I've never, I legit never heard of this. Uh, There you go. Have you ever heard of this? uh, Hectochiris. Hectotriers. Hectontriers? You're doing a better job than me. So they were, in Greek mythology, three giants of incredible strength that surpassed all of the titans who had, uh, whom they helped overthrow. Interesting. So I'm I'm learning more as we go along. Okay, Okay. yeah, I've heard of them, but I I never heard of them by that name. I'm more familiar with the the name the 100 Handers. I haven't heard that either, but there you go. So the... Uh, you know, um, he- Hecto is is the um, I think it's Latin actually, not Greek, but it's where the word a hundred comes from. Okay, interesting. Well, he set so them they're, free they're along with the Cyclops, yeah. yeah, from their underground prison and convinced them to join the rebellion as well. Uh, they used rocks as weapons, and the Cyclops made Zeus's thunderbolts. Interesting. Together, they also made Poseidon's trident and Hades' helm of darkness. The only titans to fight with Zeus, the older generation, were uh, um, Prometheus. I don't know why I got stuck on the name, but Prometheus and Themis? Themis. Uh, uh, <laughs> I hate these Greek names. <laughs> yeah, the funny thing is um, that they don't, they're not pronounced how they are read. You, they have... Ah, special well, so well prometheus is kind of how it's yeah but that 
Okay. Anyway, that might be the exception. But this war lasted for ten years. Mm-hmm. Ten years. Can you believe that? Um. So, uh, there's a hell of a lot more to this story, but that's ge- that's generally the the Titan Olympus War. Um. And and funny enough, when I was reading about this, I'm like, yeah, Zeus. Zeus hated everything that his father did, but ended up doing the same thing when he was a ruler. Zeus did? Zeus, or yeah. Kronos did? No, Zeus. Well, Zeus did, and also Kronos hated everything that his father did. Uranus? Yeah. I think it's Uranus, actually. I really <laughs> think it's all yeah, yeah, I'm saying Uranus just so I don't laugh every I time. Yeah, I think that um, Uranus was the fellow who got chopped into teeny tiny pieces and scattered over the face of the earth, and that way he couldn't reform, but he's still alive. And then from, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's the fellow who got chopped up, and then Kronos was the guy who got banished to Taurus. Mm. Tardis? Interesting. I think it's Tardis. Um, you would know better than me. But I, I thought fe- what happened was that one of them reformed after they chopped him up, and then they chucked him into um, a Tardis, but I wouldn't check that nope i don't know where that story came from but no that's not the case <laughs> uh, <laughs> after they chopped up uh, uranus he never came back he stayed dissipated as you do so i found it really interesting because i'm sure like most people right when you think of greek gods you only think of zeus and and, and the very the 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 famous ones that have statues, etc., and all, yeah, and a the, bunch of folklore the 12 behind Olympians. it. Right, right, and 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 yeah, you might remember the Titans because it, it's such a big part in in Zeus's story, but you don't really hear the gods that came before all of that, right? You don't you don't really hear about the creation gods, uh, which uh, I really found interesting. And there's there's more, and there's more. So remember, well, I tell well, you, uh huh. I have a theory. Okay. <laughs> I have a theory, and I'm not going to tell you the whole theory because it'll take a, a while. Sure. But I have a, I'm just a teaser. I have a theory on why that is. You never hear about those ones. Anyway, go on. Well, so we hear that a lot about Zeus being, um, you know, the, the kind of the ruler of the universe as as the the uh, story suggests, right? Like he he rules the universe, Actually, the heavens he and the rules earth, the sky. Okay, his, well, his brother, his brother rules the sea, and the other brother rules the underworld. Yeah, yeah, and but neither... but he's but he's over them. He's higher than they are. Well, I mean, it depends. If you ask his brothers, they say no. <laughs> but yeah, he. But but, but is, Zeus is, is the leader. He is the right. top dog god, and I never thought he had a fear or a weakness, but he does. Do you know what that is, Conrad? Um, mustard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh no, it's it's one of the primordial gods. Oh, it's it's Nye. He is afraid of Nye, which the is the, the the goddess of night. Interesting. Um, so it says here. So let me tell you a little bit about Nye first. Nye is the Greek goddess of the night, the daughter of chaos. She was told to be very beautiful. Her birthplace was not on Earth, but in Gaia, so like the core of Earth, I'm I'm assuming, because Gaia is Earth. Yeah. But she's a primordial god, one of the first ones. It is said that she create that she was created near the beginning of time, so she's really old, one of the oldest. Well, I mean, all she'd have to do is be born before Kronos, and then yeah, she'd be before time. Right. Well, 
created near the beginning of time. And her home is in the depths of Hades' underworld. So she has this, this shadowy figure, which makes her the, the perfect personification of night, right? Mm-hmm. She was, um, she was kind of crowned of, or I should say for the, the dark mist. So she has this like really uh, menacing background, I would say, because yeah, she's, she's one of the first, she's old and, and she's complete darkness, right? And you wouldn't right. think, and and you would think because, oh, okay, well, she's one of the older gods that were overthrown. No, she was never overthrown herself. Yeah, the primordials were different than the titans, it seems. Only the titans were overthrown. Overthrown, right. And she's a very unique goddess to that. But because of this, um, this is not a goddess to mess with. Zeus feared Nye because she was older and she was stronger than he was. And he knew it, too. She was the she is the only goddess he's ever feared. And that speaks volume to her power that she has. It's kind of insane. And there's even a story that goes along with it. So um let me see if I can find it here. It has yeah, here it is. So it has to do with one of Nye's children. Um it's another version of darkness, but not as powerful as Nye, right? But he was um hired by Zeus's wife. To to put Zeus in in like this hypnotic sleep, she wanted to try. She was trying to plot against him, basically, and she and, and she she kind of hired Nye's um Nye's um son here, which is um Hypnos H Y P N O S Hypnos something like that. It's the name of the of the of Nye's son, but she enlisted the help of Hypnos. To put Zeus to sleep to overthrow him, but it didn't work. Zeus was just a little too, a little more powerful than that. But when Zeus woke up, Hypnos retreated back to where Nye uh, lives in one of the in one of the darkness caves. And so when Zeus was following him, when Zeus was chasing him, and and he got back to the mom's cave where Nye resides, mm-hmm. he immediately stopped and gave up the the search for Hypnos because he didn't want to confront Nye. That is how hmm. powerful she is. And I suppose that she doesn't have any interest in taking his throne. So that's the reason that she hasn't come after him is because she just doesn't right. want to. She she has no interest in becoming a ruler because she's already kind of a ruler in her own way. She's like, she is, she is darkness, right? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because then you, you go on and you read stories like Prometheus and how Prometheus gave the gift of fire to man, but then was immediately, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Punished for, for stealing fire from Zeus and, uh-huh. and the other Olympian gods, and was then therefore kind of sentenced in his punishment. I believe he was sent to the top of one of the mountains on Earth uh, to forever be... Uh, Hold up this guy. Right, well... Let me see if I can find it. It's actually a little bit different. The one that oh. I read. Now that's Atlas I'm thinking of who has to hold this, this guy on his back. It is telling of the extreme antiquity of the story that Prometheus transported the fire to human beings directly and handed it to him as if it were a physical object. This is because the story comes from a time before human beings had the ability to make fire on their own. They had to capture it from natural sources like volcanoes or forest fires. And you can 
probably imagine how difficult and dangerous that was. Then they had to carry it and maintain that fire as they moved it away from the source around the countryside. This has brought great difficulty and danger. It if if the fire was allowed to go out, then the tribe was doomed. Hold on, let me see. Then unfortunately fate was not so kind to Prometheus. Zeus and the other gods discovered that he had broken their taboo and had given the fire to the tiny people that crawled on the surface of Earth without and their rage knew no bounds. They decided to punish Prometheus not just once, but forever and ever. Although they could not take the secret fire back from mankind, they could make sure that Prometheus suffered eternally for what they had done. So they found a rock by the sea, and they chained Prometheus to it. Every day from then on, it is believed in mythology, an eagle would land on the helpless spine of Prometheus. This eagle would then dig into his living flesh with its sharp beak, and it would tear out his liver. And this would happen every night. Every night, Prometheus would return to life, and his liver would grow back. But every day, the eagle would uh, descend upon him again, and and so on and so forth. And if and if this myth is is to be believed, then it is still going on to this very day. That's a crazy punishment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, I did not have this in my theory beforehand, but it kind of fits into it in this weird, twisted way. Oh yeah. So my theory, in short, is a lot of this is metaphor for something else. Uh, not metaphor, but a kind of metaphor. So you know, back when we did the uh, episode on aliens, different types of aliens. Yes. There was uh, anyway the the kind of based off of that one. I was thinking, what if these deities? Mount Olympus is a spaceship, okay? And the Titans are the... Because, you know, to, to people who are on Earth, these these people with sufficiently advanced technology seem like gods. And uh, the the when they're telling the story about... Um, when they're telling the story about <laughs> the Titans being... Uh, the the uh, we, Yeah, the Titans being overthrown. It's a mm-hmm. mutiny on the spaceship and mm-hmm. the new gods taking over and killing the Titans. But instead of saying that they killed the Titans, they want to appear immortal. So they tell them that the the um, the uh, uh, the Titans are immortal and they're immortal. So instead, they just lock the uh, the Titans away forever. But then, when I was hearing this story, I was thinking, wait a minute, because aliens are well known for doing genetic engineering and all that sort of stuff. What if? Mm-hmm. what's going on is they're taking like bits and pieces of them, putting them in labs and growing extra, um, you know, like using body parts. And they, they turned Prometheus into some sort of a science, uh, lab, uh, experiment. And they're like, yeah. So pretty much the way that you people would understand this is like, we chained him to a, a rock and uh, eagle comes and tears out its liver every day. That's like the best way that they could describe like something insane happening in a lab in a way that people on the ground could understand, you know? Mm-hmm. It could be. And then maybe that's what happened to the Titans is the Titans were like the former, um, because there, there's more gods than just the Olympians. There's tons, hundreds of gods in uh, uh, Egypt, uh, Greek mythology. However, there's only a few powerful ones. Right. And there's a hell of a lot of demigods. And so what would happen 
if you got these demigods, not demigods, but and out of the demigods, there's this group that rises up and conquers the and and has like a mutiny, uh, overthrows the other group, you know, maybe puts them in the labs, also known as TARDIS, and they usurp them as leader. And then like they're trying to explain this to their slaves on this planet that they're <laughs> uh, overlording over. They're like, okay, so here's the thing. We are the new rulers now. The old rulers, we kind of beat them. (laughs) But then there's another thing about Greek mythology that never made sense to me. For instance, take what's him call it? You know, Uranus. He got chopped up into teeny little pieces and his blood flowed into the ocean and tons of kids came from that, right? Yes. That is not at all sensical. Okay, that doesn't make any bit of sense. How can you make children from blood unless you have a lab where you take the lab and you take this genetic information and then like you make these clones and these mutations from it? I could see that. That would make that would make more sense in a modern way. And and then there's this other thing I was reading about Hera a lot. And, um, you know, Hera tried to overthrow Zeus. But then um, there's this rule between Zeus, Hera, um, Diameter, Hades, and Poseidon, that none of them are allowed to do violence towards one another. Really? rule. But it never says in Greek mythology where this rule comes from. And it makes very little sense. And then there's this uh, ancient primordials that no one ever talks about. What happens if these primordials that are talking about, that is where the spaceship come came from? So there's a spaceship, you know, flown out from this um, alien world far, far away. They mm. send this group to the mutiny on the ship. The new people take over the ship. They communicate back to the, the home planet and say, hey, we overthrew the group. You work with us now or you won't get the um, job that you want accomplished from um, us because mm. a spaceship was sent with a mission. Sure. So now the the Zeus and whatnot of this new spaceship have bargaining power over the, the home world that they came from. But what power does this other world have over them? I don't know. So Zeus is afraid to return to the cave, right? Mm-hmm. Because if he returns to the cave, the god of the night can utterly defeat him. Right. So to me, that says Zeus is afraid of landing. Zeus cannot go home and dock his spaceship back home. Because as soon as he does that, the gig's up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose. And it's just like lots of other little things. Like uh, Hephzus uh, tried to um, tried oh. to woo. I think it was Athena. Right. But why don't but, you hold that for the next <laughs> half? We're, we're running way over for the first half here, and uh, okay. yeah, let's, let's take a quick break and don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. And we're back from the break, so. <laughs> Uh, you may continue now, Conrad. <laughs> so you've got, so as I was saying, there was there's Zeus and he's the leader of the spaceship known as Mount Olympus. Mm-hmm. But there's three other, not three other, there's one other place, at least um, Hades, right? Mm-hmm. And in Hades, um, it's below the world. Supposedly, you descend down into Hades. And then there's also another place where you can go down into the world, which is Tardis, right? Mm-hmm. And it's supposedly deeper than Hades. I thought they were one and the same, to be honest. Um, it's I, I'd call it like the basement to your basement. <laughs> <laughs> 
So to me, what that sounds like is there's an underground base that they've built. And Hades is like one of the, the three, the, there's the, the three big ones, the Poseidon, um, Zeus, and Hades. Zeus is in control of the, the spaceship that's orbiting, right? Then you've got Hades. He's in control of the underground underworld bunker place. Mm-hmm. And then you've got um, Poseidon. I can't quite figure out in my theory how he fits into it, but like all the bad people go to Hades, right? Yes. Hades is down there mining. And if you're bad, you get sent to the mines. You get sent to Hades and no one ever sees you again. <laughs> He's got this lab underground. I'm telling you, it's there. <laughs> You're mm-hmm. shipped down into the earth in, in your mining. I don't know if it's a separate place or if there's like a separate lab. Maybe you get experimented on down there. I don't know. I know that there's a ton of monsters in Greek mythology and there's a ton of monsters and aliens where like, you know, there's hybrids and all of that sort of thing. I mean, it's kind of coincidental that there's like aliens that have hybrids and then there's gods who have monsters, but it doesn't say where the monsters come from. It just says, you know, like so-and-so created this monster, but it doesn't say how, but it'll be things like 500 headed giant and you're like huh that's weird it's like somebody took a bunch of heads and stuck them all on one body right mm-hmm. kind of sounds like a weird alien experiment to me <laughs> so you think all these gods are aliens um perhaps i don't think they're like the original aliens i think it's more like a runaway ship that got hijacked or something i'm thinking it's like a ship that you know somebody decided to to hijack it steal it go to a planet be rulers over that planet have lots of fun so it's kind of like they've they've gone rogue then the rogue ship has a mutiny because there's no honor among thieves and Mm. now you've got these five gods who have this non-aggression pact that they cannot break and I'm thinking right. that the the threat is that if they break this pact and like they do, they they have like something that they have to give to these um to their their home world, or they're on a mission that they still have to complete certain things. And if they if they have another mutiny and that sort of thing, then the home world's going to go. Okay, we've got to step in and recover our assets. So I think that they, in a sense, have this fear hanging over their heads somehow some way mm-hmm. that the the and I, I can't decide because like beforehand my theory before you know we were discussing it was sure. that zeus was afraid like before we started the podcast but now my 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 theory's changing a little bit with more information that's come in uh-huh. was that the, the theory not the theory the prophecy that zeus had was metis the 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 woman the goddess who gave zeus the potion to make chronos uh, vomit up his siblings right mm-hmm. so what i'm it, she's uh um she's the mother of athena zeus and her had athena the one that popped out of zeus's head and it says that if zeus had a son it was prophesied that zeus would have a daughter and a son and a son would be more powerful than zeus who would eventually overthrow zeus right so my original theory was metis it was a titan she was one of the original officers on the ship and she turned on chronos and you know was one of the people who swung the tide of the 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 mutiny in favor of zeus so maybe it's not like a full-blown mutiny maybe there was like a a mutiny where this chronos guy was going off um off the rails and then uh there was um one of the the loyal loyal officers who recruited zeus and a few others Mm -hmm. to overthrow chronos and take back over the ship maybe i don't know (laughs) that was my original 
kernel theory. And the the thing that's put down is if Zeus, if you act up, Metis uh, toppled um, uh, toppled Kronos. Metis can topple you again. The first person that we're sending to watch over you is Athena. Because like Athena, if you look at Greek mythology, is one of the most powerful goddesses. Probably the most powerful goddess. Mm-hmm. Maybe not more powerful than Zeus, but is like extremely powerful. <laughs> So it's like, okay, we got Athena to watch over you. We got Met, or maybe Athena came and replaced uh, Metis. And that if anything goes wrong, Zeus, we're sending another fella and he's going to overthrow you and he's going to, you know, he's going to take over. So I think that was my original theory is that they were hanging over this prophecy that they're giving to people being like, okay, Zeus, and not only are we going to threaten to take over your place if you mess up, but we're going to tell your underlings on this world that you've enslaved. We're going to set up the narrative for you getting overthrown. (laughs) You know? So what's your theory now? I don't know, because it seems to me that Zeus is afraid to dock to go home. The the whole thing with um, the god of goddess, the Titan, the primordial goddess of night. So I don't really know exactly which way to go. I like both theories. I, I, and I, I can't quite blend them together both yet. I'm sure if I spent a little more time, I could get them to both work together. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> um, well, but I, I'm seeing it as, you know, with most of the things when, you, you, when you're talking about, you know, the aliens coming and ruling over people as gods and that sort of thing, they have more control than the Olympians do. So that what lends me to believe that the Olympians were just a small little bitty base in Greece. They weren't this worldwide god. Because if, like, if you think of like the ancient stories of deities, like, like even if you just look at the god of the Old Testament, right? His most powerful sure. weapon was <clears throat> meteoroid strike. Right? Was it? Well, I mean, I don't know. Like he talks, it talks a lot in the Old Testament about um, brimstone from heaven being thrown down. Right? Well, I don't know. I know that's how the earth is going to perish, be destroyed. Yeah, it's going. It's going to be destroyed in brimfire and uh, no hellfire and brimstone. Mm. And so it, it's, and that's like a worldwide disaster. And like the thing is, like we can flood your entire civilization. Like the god of the old. Old Testament dwarfs Zeus and his sure. entire group like hand over hand, uh, you know, fist over, fist over hand, I think is the same. It's no comparison. So if you look at Zeus and like how small of like a local power that he has. <laughs> so are but, you saying the Christian God is the one that overthrows Zeus? No, no, no. I'm saying like that's that's the original, maybe the original aliens. Like you've got all, all these different religions, right? Sure. And they're all all more powerful than Zeus. When you look at like the scale of gods across all religions, Zeus is pretty powerful. His top weapon is a lightning bolt mm-hmm. compare that to a meteoroid meteorite <laughs> wins <laughs> sure complete destruction always wins um but well and, i and suppose the at- greek gods did get overthrown in a in a way because if you look at the roman war right they kind of replaced all the greek statues and and renamed mm-hmm. them with christian mm-hmm. uh god names and saints and all that so i 
And in a way, they did kind of get overthrown. But here's another thing that I, I did not get. This is the, the perfect little touch that makes the Greek gods different than all the other ones in a different way. Mm-hmm. If you look at, at Prometheus that you were talking about, right? Sure. He brought fire to the, the world, right? Mm-hmm. Now, that is kind of a weak thing to be given to folks, but I don't think that's actually what he gave is fire. I think he gave something else that allowed the, uh, I don't know, technology to go forward. Because if you look at Greece, it's it's kind of like the birthplace of knowledge, you know? Yeah, they had all kinds of inventions that and then, and then half of them Greece, half of them were destroyed and never like further known about. And then after Greece, it wasn't the same anymore. Technology like exploded until you have like the and you had the Romans who like compounded on that and then after that you have like the birth of modern uh, society where does Atlantis fit in all this because weren't they the most advanced city back in ancient times yeah it, the magical city that just flew away I mean drowned went under the ocean flew away <laughs> I was <laughs> I gonna know, say are you saying it's a spaceship perhaps either that or maybe it, it had something to do with poseidon i don't know i can't quite oh. figure out how poseidon fits into this whole thing well you know what i was i was thinking back and there is a story of something that relates it, it's kind of the exact same story of the whole poseidon giving fire to mankind in uh-huh. in christian mythology so in christian mythology one of the falling angels actually gave fire to man isn't that interesting Like, they have their own version of that. So, it makes me wonder... All these Greek what gods and 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 the the Titans could they have been fallen angels? Perhaps like it's it's kind of hard to put together. But then I guess it, it could be because if you look at Christian mythology, technically it's it's way older than Greek mythology. Way older, right? And if it, you if you and by my theory, what's going on is this is like the same group, but um. A smaller rogue right 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 that there was that these people were sent out on an ordinary mission as part of the overall larger mission and then they, they went rogue and did their own thing mm-hmm. that implies that there was a group the, this organization there that was there before them and after them right it kind of matches up because if you and think of primordials if, the, the the older gods right the first gods in in christian mythology that would just be god right because he created right. everything and here's the thing. That's the one that's never talked about in Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. I have studied Greek mythology. Interesting. For a yeah. while. I think uh, we might be I, onto something here, Conrad. And you know the, the Peter Jackson books about mm, nope. uh, Percy Jackson. I know what you're talking was, about. I just never seen them or, or yeah. read them. The pri- I, I read the whole books. The primordials are never mentioned. Like They are the part of Greek mythology that's never talked about. Really? Do you think they're trying to cover up the fact that they've kind of renamed these other beings to be the gods? I don't know. But what I, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of odd. It is kind of odd. Because they, they don't ever talk about the older gods that came before them as the first god. It's always just Zeus and him overthrowing his father. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's about as far back as even like modern media has gone when they've made movies about um, Greek gods and Zeus and all that. Yeah, it it doesn't really go back. 
I don't necessarily think that it's like a, um, I don't know, conspiracy that the it's a the cover modern up. media. It's a cover up, Conrad. Come I, on. I don't think I don't. No, no, I don't think that's what's going on. What I'm thinks going on is this rogue group doesn't like to talk about the fact that they've got bosses, and so they didn't talk about. Well, it that's understandable. So it's not tied. Sure. So it just was never a part of Greek mythology. Is they didn't like talking about their bosses, so their bosses were never included in their mythology. So when people talk about them, their bosses never show up. So you think they? I don't know. I don't know. It's it's obvious. But, uh, it's obvious that they did not mention it because of power like they want to be known as the powerful ones mm-hmm. like the all this is like oh there was no other gods before me i am zeus i mean i had yeah. a father but i overthrew him and i am the most powerful god i am zeus <laughs> yeah uh, and then and then one the other thing that really strikes me as weird is there's this Prometheus guy and, sure. he, and he gets in lots of trouble. He gave them something. And I believe whatever that something is was like the birthplace of modern um like he gave them like a little nudge of technological advancement. Like I don't know, he got them on the hey guys, this is how you advance technology. Like he gave them a process, a method, a something. But whatever it mm. was, ticked off everybody. And they're like, "No, dude, what are you doing?" You're giving the peons power. Now they're all going to get modernized and get nukes for crying out loud. Maybe like that is why he was chained to a rock and they're having a lip. Like, like that doesn't make sense. Like you gave them fire. How dare you do that? We're going to chain you to a rock and have your liver eaten out every single day. Like that's an extreme overreaction. But what about this kind of is? You gave them the ability to figure out nukes in the few in the future. Why would you do that? They're going to have nukes. We're going to have your liver eaten out every day. That makes a little more sense, don't you think? Well, it depends because when you look back in Greek mythology, in 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 its own history, right? Uh-huh. The days were recorded being darker, longer. Hmm. So, is it such a stretch that it was fire? Maybe not just fire, but let's think of it as like you were saying, technology, but in in light, right? Like they they somehow Maybe. found the, a way to have more light. During so you're talking like he brought like electricity and computers and that sort of thing and made like this technologically advanced thing and started bringing these ancient people in and then gave them a hunger. Yes, I think so. I think so. I think I think that's exactly what it is. And then they, they come in, they swoop him up, start having his liver torn out every day, and then they take away the technology, but they leave behind the knowledge and the hunger. Right. Well, because the technology was was swept away, wasn't it? But but. The know-how remained. Yeah. Hmm. And if, you know, we're talking about, like, our history, you know, Greece was sacked to hell. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Greece. (laughs) Poor Greece, man. (laughs) And that that explains, like, a lot of things. Like, you know, Archimedes, how he invented the the mirror that lights things on fire from a distance. The, like, the ray beam, the sun ray beam, and there were, like, a few other things that he had. Mm-hmm. It was just insane. It kind of makes sense. Yeah. You know, I, I can remember I was listening to this radio show when I way back in another life when I worked overnight and I, I, I heard this guy talking about how they've kind of found something that would resemble a like a computer. But this was like dated several 
hundreds of thousands of years ago and it, you know it was this it was this device that had a lot of gears and, and like kind of like a lot of movement to it and it was they, they um he described it as so if i think this is what i think it is because he he took all the gears he took all he, he like kind of disassembled it and he took a bunch of 3d mocked photos of each thing and kind of like reassemble it to, on the computer and he he kind of concluded that this device would have projected some kind of image out and that's why he called it like this was the world's first computer and it had some ties to atlantis but he wasn't completely sure he couldn't really carbon date it and i was thinking well that kind of makes sense because greece was known to have this kind of technology this futuristic technology that wasn't really talked about a lot and some of it was for Atlantis too. I don't. I don't know if a lot of people know that, but there's even this theory that Atlantis was actually not too far away from Greece. Like it was. Like it was fairly damn close. To, like you could just walk to it. Hmm. But wasn't it an island city? Wouldn't you have to like row to it or something? No, it was. It was above the water at that point. Okay. I, I always thought there was an island city that. But I guess that's just mythology. Over. It's yeah. Yeah. Period, you know, the lost city is now shown as an island. Well. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, they thought of Atlantis as this like this island that was accessible. You didn't have well, I guess you kind of did have to take a boat to it, but it wasn't like a hidden city. It wasn't a city underwater or anything like that. Um, you can easily get to it, and uh, yeah, a lot of people believe there's this huge theory that uh, it was actually right by Greece. I, th- so- I think I only remember that because I was reading about Greece fire, Greek fire. Not grease fire. Uh-huh. Obviously, there's grease fire. No, but uh, <laughs> but a Greek fire, you know, the 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 ancient invention of Greek fire that uh, apparently gonna, never goes out. Yeah, it's kind of like um, phosphorus or something, white phosphorus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, funny thing about grease fire. Did you know you can actually put them out with water? Uh, I would assume so. Yeah, but because... you know, they always say don't do it when you when you have a grease fire on the stove. They say don't do it because uh, it'll just spread the fire. Sure, make the fire worse. I mean, it's it's mostly true that if you do try to put it out, you will make the fire bigger. But under certain circumstances, you can put grease fires out with water. Anyway, well, I I I. I... <laughs> I would assume that's true because, you know, we were told to press this lever at our former job <laughs> if there was ever a fire. Yeah, but that and, was more of a chemical suppressant than it was water. Well, it was over our, our um, donut fryer. Yeah, but it, it was a, a chemical suppressant, not just a water thing. It had a lot more. It was it more had like chemicals a fire in it. I, I, I mean, I had no idea. I used the thing well, yeah, once. Yeah, yeah. I used the thing once to make chips. So. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying you used the uh, the fire suppressor once. Because yeah, the fire suppressor was used at one time in the bakery. There was a certain fellow. Yes, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, and there was chemicals all throughout the building and shut the building down for uh, shut down the department for a month. Yeah, he caused quite a lot of money too. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> um, you can put a grease fire out with water. You just have to use interesting like a lot more water than there is grease and what you'll do is you'll dilute uh the temperature the heat of the the oil uh-huh. down to the point where the um it will uh make the fire go out by lack of heat I but see. the thing is you have to have a container that's big enough to hold both the water and the oil okay anyway what, what were we talking about <laughs> oh oh 
Greek gods, right. Well, I know so, that Greek fire was supposedly, like I said, you can never take it out, but like they would, they would, they would ignite it, right? They would start the Greek fire on, on a torch, like this little torch that they would carry around, and they mm-hmm. would completely submerge it underwater and it would still be flaming. Like this thing could right. not be taken out. And I was like, oh, that's so they, they must have been mixing an oxidizer with some sort of um, another chemical that burns extremely hot. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm not Dr. Stone over here, but I just know it was pretty cool. And it probably got leaked over in California. It's always on fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, those flam, flammable uh, things that they, it, it says it has it shows fire, but it says oxidizer. It doesn't say flammable. No. You like the shipping labels. Oh, uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, it's, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's generally on like. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Clorox pool supplies. Right, right. I, I don't know exactly what chemical it is in there, but when that thing burns, it releases more oxygen than it takes to burn. So as mm-hmm. it burns, it releases more oxygen than it's using in the combustion, mm-hmm. which obviously is extremely dangerous when you're trying to put out a fire because it's just pumping more oxygen into the place. <laughs> So if you put that together with something that burns very hot, like magnesium, mm. then the if you put it underwater, the magnesium is burning hot enough that the, the cold of the water can't take away the heat and bring it below the ignition threshold. And the oxidizer is keeping it from running out of air. So that's how things can burn underwater. You're a pyro guy, huh? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never got into um, playing with fire myself. If 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 I was ever get into chemistry, which I plan on doing someday, the only reason is so I can make bigger and brighter and hotter. I'm sure you can look <laughs> it up on YouTube. Uh, yeah, I have. I just the chemistry set is a hundred and something dollars. The one that I'm oh looking at. Oh my god! So. But it comes with all the vials and tubes. <laughs> okay, everybody. If you want Conrad to uh, have this experiment, um, support the show. <laughs> All yeah. proceeds go to burning down his house. And then probably just melt my fingers or something. <laughs> so one one thing that, like I was mentioning earlier, that I just wanted to touch on again uh-huh. with like uh, Uranus getting chopped into little pieces. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, like his blood being used in labs and creating other uh, spawns. That's a, well, a thing that I mean, goes off. The way I always figured, you know, the story about his blood spilling into the river and this is where we got Athena. Uh-huh. I always thought of it as, you know, it could be possible because what if these gods just have like magical properties to their blood, right? And it just uh-huh. happens to mix just the right way to where, you know, a, a god or a, a demigod could be born. Completely possible. We don't know all the properties that these gods have within them. True. But it's... it's. Uh, but, but I like your alien theory. So much. <laughs> it's not just how um, how the magical blood works and all of that. It's that there. It's not always just blood uh, that that um, there that children are made from. Um, yeah, but these are gods we're talking about. Right, 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 right. But uh, other god children, for instance, um, I forget which one it was. Hephzis, the god of the anvil, wanted to mm-hmm. uh, to used. I think it just skin. Like what he did is he put. Um, it says snot, but I don't know exactly. <laughs> um, so he put some boogies down. <laughs> he took um, a skin, like a, a not skin, but like dead cells, like sure residual leftover matter from this. One sure. goddess that he was infatuated with and mix it together with his boogers. <laughs> I don't actually know if it was boogers. <laughs> and 
from that, he created a child from the for this from this woman that he was infatuated with. Was this um, child a bit slimy? <laughs> anyway, but it, 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 there's other other ones as well, like um, um, with um, Hera. Mm-hmm. Um, was there's one of the story that one of her kids uh, she is the only parent of because she didn't have a. Um, a male. That's um, right. She had a virgin birth. I forgot about that. And uh, it's just a, the, several different instances. And I, I can't name them all off the top of my head. I should have actually written down a few more. But there, there's multiple of these stories where these Greek gods and whatnot, they take and they make beans not in the way which is normal. And to mm. me, that screams lab testing, lab testing, lab cloning, sure. you know. So it's just that one little thing. So next time you're reading... Um, Greek mythology, and you run across that, you'll think of this, and you have me too, Sank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, an interesting uh, turn of events for the topic today. <laughs> Well, I suppose we're getting near the end of the episode today. So, was there any last uh, words you would like to say about the topic today? It's just every time I read about the Greek gods and whatnot, it's just Mm -hmm. like the weirdest... It is, yeah. Like, there's this one story where Zeus turns this woman that he loves into a cow, (laughs) and then he turns himself into a cow, and then has a kid with her. It's, it's just... That's the best kind of loving. Anyway, it, it just strikes me as odd every time that I'm reading Greek mythology, just how over... How bizarre it could be. Yeah. Which kind of, in my mind, leads rise to the, well, it's because it's metaphoric for something else when it's, you know, Zeus... I, I can't come up with a lab experiment uh, reason for why... Maybe Zeus this is... is... turning things into cows. I don't know. Maybe this is where we get chimeras. That's where Bigfoot... That's how Bigfoot was born. <laughs> <laughs> Zeus was like, you know what? I think we need a big ass hairy thing crawling around Earth. <laughs> Zap! There's one there. Put one over in what will be Texas. Zap! Yeah. Interesting. Well, yeah, that's about all I got. All right, all right. Good topic today. Well, um, we do have a listener request, so the next episode is going to be all about that, and you'll find out what it is uh, when it's released. I don't really want to give it out right now, but it, it kind of fits this topic, sort of. Yeah. And then the, the one after that will definitely fit this topic. <laughs> I'd say that the, the listener requested one ties a little more into a difference, a different um mythology different mythology yeah Yeah. we'll leave it at that right well oh i forgot to mention at the beginning of the podcast i've already mentioned it to you connor but i want to tell all the listeners we have a new podcast host and we are now uh on anchor so if you go over to anchor.fm slash bizarre underscore conspiracies or i think Yeah, I think that's how it is. Or just search for Bizarre Conspiracies uh, on Anchor. You will find our page. Just set it up last night. So the the transfer of the RSS feed should be seamless. Like, you should not notice a difference. It'll still be out on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, everything. So, um, yeah, fun. We might have some listener messages. That'll be yeah, interesting. Because as you were telling me, they can go by um, Anchor and leave me- us messages. Yeah, so if you want to leave us a voice message, just go to Anchor. And on the very front of the page, there's going to be a message button. Just click that, record your message, and I will instantly get it. 
How cool yeah. is that? And uh, it do indicate whether or not you feel comfortable with us uh, sharing it on the show. Yes. And if you uh, if you have any suggestions, you can leave it on a comment wherever you listen to our podcast, or you can email us at bizarreconspiracies at gmail.com. That's one word, bizarreconspiracies at gmail.com. And that'll be it for us today. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you.